the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Together for Good exists to recognize and uplift the many people working together for the good of San Antonio and the surrounding communities. Now here's the host of Together for Good, Cody Knowlton. Hello, everyone, and we are so excited you have tuned in today for Together for Good. We are just overwhelmingly blessed to have our audience with us here today for another edition of Together for Good. And Together for Good is brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio exists to honor our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and our Baptist heritage by providing needed funds for health-related programs at area nonprofits and churches. And so today, we have another great nonprofit executive with us, and that is none other than Paul Wynn, who is with Communicare Health Centers. Paul is actually the CEO of Communicare Health Centers. Organizations such as Communicare are doing important work in our community as they make it possible for everyone, no matter what their financial status, to have access to quality health care. The last thing you need to do is treat your neighborhood ER as your primary care doctor. ERs were designed to treat emergencies, not ongoing health needs, including preventative and wellness checkups. Paul's been the president and CEO of Communicare Health Centers for 11 years. His career as a healthcare executive spans over 30 years in both inpatient and ambulatory services, with a focus on being the healthcare provider of choice and best place to work. He is a recipient of the 2015 San Antonio Business Journal Healthcare Heroes Award in the category of Outstanding Healthcare Executive. In 2020, Paul was inducted into the Marquise Who's Who of America for the recognition of his noteworthy accomplishments, visibility, and prominence in the primary care and community health industries. Paul holds a master's degree in healthcare administration from Webster University. And Paul, it's just an honor and privilege for you to be here with us today. Baptist Health Foundation has had a relationship and continues to have a great relationship with Communicare, but that relationship actually dates back to 2005. I had to go back and look and see just how far back we've known you. And uh, Paul is a great friend. Uh, Paul and I see each other on many occasions, and uh, it's just fun to have him here today in studio for Together for Good. So, Paul, thank you for being with us today. Oh, thank you for inviting me here to uh, talk about community care. Awesome. appreciate it. Awesome. Well, I was doing a little research and uh, digging into Communicare's history and notice, and you, you, I want you to tell us more about this, but that Communicare started in 1972, if that's correct, and uh, actually uh, came out of a church on the west side. So, so tell us more about that. Sure, yeah. Back in 1970s, uh, there was an outbreak of bacteria back in the west side of San Antonio. And that's, uh, that west side was over there near Kelly Air Force Base. So a lot of children back then didn't have access to vaccinations or health care. So uh, our founder, uh, Sister Dolores DeRoe, uh, she saw a need. So uh, she uh, got some funding from the Archdiocese and from the federal government and got some local clinician to volunteer their time. These are pediatricians, and she started a uh, two-exam room pediatric clinic in the back of a church there on the west side of town. Wow. 
And now, uh, back then, it was her, a nurse, a doctor, a pediatrician, and uh, now we serve over three counties, and we have 24 different locations. Unbelievable. Yeah, so uh, it's all started from a pediatric clinic. Unbelievable. From the west side, too. And I was looking, 19 locations in San Antonio. Uh, You're up in San Marcos. You have a clinic in Bernie, Helotus, Wimberley, and Kyle. Yes. So that's wonderful. Tell tell us about the expansion, uh, you know, to, to, as far as ways like San Marcos and Wimberley and Kyle. I mean, that's that's kind of outside the San Antonio area. Sure, sure. So that was back in 2008. Uh, Seton Healthcare, uh, they were put in a hospital there in Kyle back then. And in Hayes County, back then, there was not a lot of uh, clinician or private practice that were accepting Medicaid. And, of course, as you all know, um, uh, a lot of children that are uninsured, are, uh, they're, they're eligible for Medicaid. So, so uh, they also, the hospital there, Seton, understand that a lot of patients that um, they utilize the ER for primary care, so they were looking for a community health partner. So they reached out to us uh, and uh, invited us to come into Hayes County to partner with them. So this way, at least patients are able to find a medical home versus using the emergency room, like you said, as primary care. So uh, we we built a clinic there in San Marcos, then later on built a clinic in Kyle, which is... So the clinic in San Marcos is right across from a hospital back then. It's known as Central Texas Medical Center. Now it's owned by Christus. And then the Kyle location is like half a mile down the street from Seton Medical. So it's very close. And this way, when a patient goes there and they have non-emergent need, the hospital can refer more to us versus getting seen in the ER. Are the healthcare needs different or are pretty much the same, you know, based on your geographical spread? Yeah, so different market has different needs, but they are all very similar. So um, when you talk about patients that don't have access to healthcare, then, of course, you have health disparity, which, of course, leads to... You know, they don't have access to food, they don't have access to vaccinations, so of course they don't have access to medication, so their health declines. So uh, we want to make sure we create these access for them. And what you said stated earlier about patients who uh, don't have the means, well, to be honest with you, a lot of patients who are uninsured, that doesn't mean they don't have the means, it's just that they work for small businesses that don't offer health insurance. Or they work for some large businesses where their salary is so low, where they can't afford the premium of the health insurance that the business offer. Or they work part-time, you know, like restaurants. If they work part-time, then they don't qualify for health benefit for some of those companies. So people truly want to pay. They want to pay for a value health care, but it's got to be affordable. So mm-hmm. that's what we offer. We offer that affordability so that hey, they have access to primary care. Right. Right. Talk talk a little bit more about your your services because y'all really do kind of cover the whole body. I mean, dental, vision, mental health services. Talk talk about your services. Yeah. Uh, so when we address uh, patients, we look at the entire holistic approach. So mind, body, oral health. So we provide the entire encompass of that. That way. It's a one-stop shop where they can get their oral health. And oral health, if you don't take care of your, your oral health, it affects your medical health. And if you don't take care of your medical health, it affects your behavioral health. So it's all very interrelated, if you will. Uh, so we want to make sure we give that approach. And this is the other thing, too, is a lot of patients out there, even if they have medical insurance, sometimes their company don't offer dental insurance. Mm. So they go without dental care. So that's why we want to make sure that we make it convenient and affordable for everyone. Mm-hmm. 
That's great. Now, y'all have a foundation because you are a nonprofit. So talk about uh, the role the the foundation plays in your organization. Sure. So we have a community care health foundation. Um, So that foundation actually does a lot of fundraising for us. And that funds, normally we use that for scholarships or uh, large expensive equipments, such as we have these new sonograms here that take 3D uh, photos or, or visual of um, the babies or even for ligaments or tendons. So these are expensive equipment. So that the foundation helps fundraise those uh, funds so that we can use it to buy big ticket items. And at the same time, we want to take care of our staff. Retention is a very big topic for us. We want to make sure that we invest into our staff because that way they can contribute to our organization as well as patients. So, so we we were very big on promoting from within. So we invest in in their fund for employee scholarships. That way they can go get their education and move up on their career. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll save that for later. We'll come back to the foundation on how the listening audience can help you. Sure, but uh, we'll come back to that in just a minute. Tell us. Um, Tell us, Paul, about your new location, which is at the MAC, and yes. tell us what MAC stands for. Absolutely. Yeah, that's an exciting venture for us. We uh, partnered uh, with Gordon Hartman. Uh, he's the gentleman that founded the Morgan's One Land. So it's, a, it's the only health center in the world of its kind where we, uh, we're, we, our patients are special needs. So that's what we're, we're um, designed that clinic for so that we can uh, concentrate on the complex care of these individuals, which are special needs. And right now, special needs is a very fragmented approach. That's mm-hmm. the reason why a lot of these patients don't get healthier. Not only is healthcare, you know, the piece of that is we, when we address their healthcare, it's only 20% of their health outcome. Mm-hmm. You have social services needs. You also have social economic needs. And a lot of these patients, you know, they face challenging times. Transportation is an issue. Uh, food is an issue, so so our approach is to work in that MAC. So the MAC stands for Multi Assistance Center. So they have social service there. They have we try to coordinate everything. So I'll give you an example. A lot of time when patient comes in, especially special needs, they don't want to be touched because of certain type of um, condition they have. So sometimes these patients don't really get the true care that they need. So we want to coordinate that care where it's going to be a one-stop shop. So I'll give an example. Now if a patient comes in, we can sedate them. Now we can draw blood. We can do their dental hygiene. We, you know, we can do so many things, especially those patients with that complexity where if we sedate them, we can, we can take care of everything. Mm-hmm. And we can do a pelvic exam, the whole work, so that now they can truly get that full assessments and treatment as a patient. And then, of course, if they need social services, it's just around the corner. Mm. So everything is taken care of there. So it's a one-stop shop. Hopefully now the patient will get healthier because it's not so fragmented. Right. Right. Instead of them having to go across town for this service, then come over Absolutely. here for this service. And, and their yeah. specialists over here and their primary care doctors over here, their dental clinics over here. But, yeah, mm. so a one-stop shop. Yeah. Uh, hats off to Gordon Hartman for having that vision uh, for that facility. I kind of equate it to Haven for Hope. Yes. Meaning it's for the... Uh, you know, for those with special needs, they have one place they can come. And it, it kind of like the homeless. I mean, for Haven for Hope, there's all those right. uh, entities that are at Haven that are, you know, ministering to and reaching out to the yeah, and, marginalized. And let me add something, too. It's just because that individual had that condition, they don't age out of it. That's right. So most of the time, you can find a lot of resources when they're 
a pediatric population. Hmm. But then once they age out, the resources become less. Right. So, and it's not like they get they they get cured from that condition. So, so we we see patients from newborn all the way up to age sixty. Wow. So so this way we get the full gamut because we know, and you know, some of our pediatricians that see pediatric special needs end up seeing adults. That's right. In their adulthood because they have no no other place to go. That's right. That's right. If you've just recently tuned into our episode, we are uh, here talking with Paul Wynn uh, on the Together for Good program. And uh, I'm your host, Cody Knowlton. And uh, Paul is the president and CEO of Communicare Health Centers. And we've been talking today with Paul about health care matters here in San Antonio and the surrounding areas. So, Paul, so grateful uh, you're here with us. So Communicare provides services in Spanish as well as English. So is that true for all services? Yes, that's for all services. And, okay. and nowadays, especially in San Antonio, we, we see a lot of refugees now, too. So there's a large uh, refugee population in the medical center area. So posture, Arabic, things like that. So, so yes, we have the Spanish taken care of, but then they're coming in with different type of languages. So actually, we partner with a uh, online group. It's, it's called Genie. It's an on-demand and, uh, translation service. Mm-hmm. So you can do it on a tablet or an iPhone. So what happens is that when a patient comes in, sign language as well, when a patient comes in, depend on what type of language they speak, we uh, hook it up to Genie, which is the on-demand, and they'll bring on a translator within seconds. Oh, wow. So our Northwest Clinic, which is off of Callahan and I-10, we see a lot of, uh, that's our international clinic. So we mm. see a lot of different languages there. So that's where we use the most majority of it. But that app is available to all of our centers at mm-hmm. every single location so that we can see different type of patients because every patient have a need. That's right. That's so, right. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, technologies really have <laughs> modernized healthcare. Exactly. So. Wow. Well, let's let's talk a little more global here. Uh, you know, what, in your opinion, uh, do you think are the most pressing healthcare needs? And I'm talking, obviously, uh, in the San Antonio sure. area. What, well, uh, there, there's a lot of uh, pressing. So uh, mental health is one. Uh, we see substance abuse. You know, people have uh, eating disorder, so mm-hmm. overweight, uh, obesity. Um, we talk about physical activity, but that's too hard. You know, mm-hmm. so all this play a factor. And, and we're in a time where everything's got to be fast, mm-hmm. right? Everything's got to be available. But at the same time, we don't take time for our own health. Right. And, and honestly, that's what's... You know, we we know that I think there's enough education and a lot of social media and there's a lot of information out there about staying healthy. Right. You know, we want to promote health. But the problem is that, you know, in the world today, it's just so easy to order food to deliver, fast food to delivery. You know, it's just so easy to now, you know, stay in your chair and just play video games versus going out there and actually having physical activity, playing basketball or football. Mm. You know, technology, like I said earlier, has modernized healthcare, but also has, I think, made a lot of us lazy. That's right. You know, That's we, right. we don't go shopping anymore. You know, groceries are now delivered to us. Mm-hmm. Or we can go to curbside. You know, everything is, I, I think, at the same time, you know, there's been a big culinary push for great food, as you know, here in San Antonio. But at the same time, it makes us unhealthier mm-hmm. because so much food are available. That's right. You know, and then you're talking about, you know, uh, go into some of these places that offer, you know, they'll serve you a servant, but it's a huge servant, you know, so right. you get the biggest bang for your buck. But, again, all that plays an effect of our health. We know what we should eat portionally, but at the same time, 
sometimes our vices get the best of us. That's right. You know, so, That's right. So, yeah, it's it's a constant effort for us to, to continue to promote health educations mm-hmm. and it's really the, the healthy behavior. That's that's a big push. Well, and starting that healthy behavior early. Yes. Because, you know, as young folks, and you and I are not technically in the young folk category yeah. anymore, but, you know, decisions uh, and choices that you made as a young person didn't have immediate consequences. You can have the burgers every day right. or the pizza or whatever, but, you know, you do that long enough by the time you get to middle age – things are going to start catching up with you, and you're going to wish you had uh, done that. Yeah, so. you're, you're absolutely correct. And then, and then the other challenge that we face as well, is, and, and you see this, is that healthy food are expensive. That's right. Where if it's a lot more affordable, you can get that as fast food. So mm-hmm. that's, that's the other thing, the challenge. But, yeah, I think the food disorder is really has uh, caused a lot of health conditions mm-hmm. and then the inactivity as well. So yeah. I remember – you know, when I was young, you go home and you go out and hang out with your friend, ride a bike around the neighborhood, play basketball. Nowadays with video games, you got a lot of kids now that are just gamers. They just come home and play video games. Yeah. You know, they're not as active as before. That's right. Do you see any conditions on the rise at this point? Uh, you know, when it comes to condition on rise, there's a lot of condition on rise. It, it, you, you hear about chronic uh, diseases. All these food disorders, I mean, right now... The condition is on the rise when we talk about chronic is heart diseases, mm-hmm. stroke, cancer, diabetes, yep. and all that around food. Yep. It's and lack of exercise. And lack of exercise. <clears throat> it's all interrelated. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yes, you can say that, you know, there's some uh, health history, you know, from your parents and grandparents, but some of those you can change. And that's because, again, it's related around our food habits and activities. That's right. Well, on a more positive note, do you see any things that are starting to decline? Are we getting better in any way? Actually, we're not getting better. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> so, so much for that. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I do know less people are smoking. I mean, it, is that? that, that that's very okay. true. So I just saw this, this data that came out. It came out from the Harvard um, Health Journal here. Uh, it's this is came out in April 13, 2023. So just last week, mm. it says that our life expectancy actually has declined. Wow. Yeah, overall. So so now the average age is 76.4 compared to 78.9 back in 2019. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, it's it's interesting that again it's uh, um, I think again is it's just that the availability and technology has just made us. Mm different compared so, to the past. So they're saying life expectancy has has gone down, but yet you hear we're all living longer. Yeah. So so with that said, you're right. We're living longer, but there's a disparity. Oh, okay. So there's a certain group of individuals that are living longer, mm-hmm. those that can afford it, but those, you know, a good majority that can't afford it aren't living as long. Mm-hmm. So yes, you're, you're absolutely correct. But what you hear are those that has the means and the resources to live longer. Mm-hmm. But overall, population-wise, we're not. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Communicare doesn't only offer health services, but also helps people connect uh, with funding uh, yes. available to them, like Medicaid, Medicare, WIC. Uh, can you tell us more about yeah, that? Yeah, we, we, we have uh, what's called certified eligibility counselors. Their job is to find ways to connect people with funding source. So like you said, Medicaid, but also there's the health exchange now as well. Mm. So that also helping them connect to insurance. So you're probably wondering, well, 
you offer a discount program, but that's just for primary care. What we can control within our bricks and mortars, we can keep that cost down. But if a patient needs a specialist or surgery, we can't, we don't offer any type of rate. That's where the surgeon office comes in. That's where the specialist office comes in, and they charge a different rate based on their skill set and their expertise. So if we can keep people in preventive medicine, which is what we do is prevention and keep them healthy and just look at the primary care setting, then, yeah, our discount program works. But we definitely need to connect people or find other ways so that if they need hospitalization, then that funding pays for it. So Medicare, Medicaid, health exchange, uh, or any type of state program that are out there. So that's their job as the certified LGBT counselor is that – if there's no other means, then yes, the discount program works, but that's mm-hmm. only for a primary care setting only. Right, right. If you just recently tuned in to our episode, this is Together for Good, brought to you by Baptist Health Foundation of San Antonio. I'm your host, Cody Knowlton, and today's guest is Paul Wynn, President and CEO of Communicare Health Centers. Uh, we've been talking today with Paul about healthcare matters here in San Antonio. It's been very, very interesting. I want to continue uh, our, our dialogue here. Paul, talk about the issue I'm sure that every health center hospital deals with, and that is, and, and we read about this all the time, the, the nursing staff shortage. Sure. How is Communicare d- dealing with that? Yeah, so uh, that goes back to our uh, focus on retention. So mm-hmm. there, there is a, a nursing staff shortage. So we partner with different schools. So like Hallmark has a nursing school. Galen has a nursing school. We also partner with medical assistance schools other nursing program uh, that's looking for clinical rotations such as uh, University Incarnate Word and Nursing School. So we, we, we get them in uh, so that they can get their hands-on training, but at the same time they get a chance to learn our system. We also do scholarships. So our employees, those that are uh, uh, medical assistant or even front desk staff or lay staff, if you will, if they want a career into nursing, you know, we, they can definitely um, are eligible for our scholarship. At the same time, we also partner with different universities, such as A.T. Still University out of Arizona. Also, we partner with Hallmark University here in San Antonio, um, and they give us discount for our, our staff. So they give about anywhere from 20 to 30 percent discount tuition, depending on which school they decide to go to. And they have a variation of different bachelor degrees in healthcare administration, nursing, public health, go all the way up to the doctorate degree. So so this way we invest in our staff so that they can come back and contribute. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they keep their skill set with us versus, I mean, they can go anywhere, but we want to create a, such a great positive work environment where they want to stay. That's and right. That's our continuity to mm-hmm. try to address our shortage of staff. Yeah. Make, them, make it very hard for them to leave you. That's correct. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Do you have a patient story you'd like oh, to share? I, I see miracle every day, mm-hmm. I, you know, especially with our population that we, we serve. So I'll, I'll give you two examples. So our biggest service line is pediatrics. So we have a child at one time uh, – their family doesn't have any means for dental work, so we got him onto Medicaid. And this child never smiles. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you first met him, he never smiled. You know, very shy uh, individual, very uh, introverted. Well, come to find out, the reason why he doesn't smile is because he's got bad oral health, mm. you know, bad teeth. So he doesn't want to embarrass himself around other people by smiling and showing off his poor dental hy- hygiene. So. We spent a lot of time with him, a lot of visits, and finally, you know, he's got great oral health now. Mm. And now, when you come in, he's the most brightest individual we see. He smiles all the time. Mm. I mean, it's 
you know, that changed life, That's change, right. um, um, change the personality of that individual. You know, now he's more outgoing. He smile. Mm-hmm. He's he's very engaging now versus before. So, so the second one is an adult. Mm-hmm. Uh, this gentleman is a diabetes. He's got he's overweight. Um, he's got uh, high blood pressure, high cholesterol. You know, the whole works. And uh, he had a stroke, and uh, he went to the hospital. They were able to take care of him. So, I think that stroke woke him up. So mm-hmm. now is his determination to to get better. So he worked with one of our doctors, um, uh, Doctor Sinatra, and Doctor Sinatra is fantastic. I mean, he's very patient, but he uh, put him on a regimen to lose weight. And uh, we also have dietitian to work with him. We had health and wellness coaches working with him. Gosh, he lost over eighty pounds. Wow! Wow! And and now he's. He, you can see the confidence in him. He, hmm. he doesn't breathe heavy when he comes in. But I think also, you know, his his composure, he, he's more confident and just a totally different individual. But he's on less meds now, too. Mm-hmm. So his cost of health care has gone down. Exactly. And his health has gone up. And his health has gone <laughs> That's up. That's right. I, I, so, you know, these are miracles that I get the mm-hmm. chance to experience. Wow. It's it's. And these are life-changing, you know. And, again, it's all based on preventive care. That's right. You know, so. That's right. Paul, how can someone get a hold of y'all? What's the best way? Sure, you have a sure. website or a phone number? Or? Yes. So we have a website, and that's uh, communicaresa.org. When you go on our website, there's a contact information. You can go through there, and you can see our email. They can come through us through emails or phone number. Our phone number is uh, area code 210 the Health Foundation, again, that helps with the scholarship for employees, as I stated earlier, for retention. Um, and that Health Foundation is our fundraising arm uh, for different things. And uh, you can do a lot of things there. You can donate through there. You can do naming the whole works. That's great. That's great. Well, Paul, thank you for being a part of our show today. And uh, listeners, you can catch our podcasts by visiting Baptist Health Foundation website, bhfsa.org, slash Together for Good. We'll be back next week with another great conversation about health matters and the work of our nonprofits. Paul, thank you for being with us today, and God bless you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for tuning in today for Together for Good. We hope you've been encouraged, uplifted, and inspired. Until our next time together, may the Lord bless and keep you. And in all things, to God be the glory. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.